Welcome to the SAT FlashGo podcast. This podcast is designed for high school students preparing to take the SAT. We are going to provide you with the tips and strategies so that you can ace the SAT. Now, without further ado, let's go on to the topic for today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This week, we have reviewed general test format strategies for the SAT. Today, we will complete our section by section review of strategies with the math section. The math section of the SAT accounts for half of the full exam. It is split into two parts the shorter no calculator section, with a total of 20 questions, and the longer calculator section, with a total of 38 questions. Each of these sections is then split into a multiple choice section, which comes first, and a grid in section, which comes last. For the grid in questions, you must fill in the answer itself onto the bubble sheet. For example, filling in the number 2 and the number 0 would give you the answer of 20. As we mentioned earlier this week, The math section increases in difficulty as you advance through the section, but you may not know that the difficulty also resets every time you move from the multiple choice section to the grid end section. So, as complicated as this may sound, there are actually four ramp ups in difficulty for the entire SAT math section when considering the multiple choice questions and the grid end questions. For both the no calculator and calculator sections. With this pattern in mind, if timing becomes an issue for you, either for the no calculator section or the calculator section, you should attempt the problems in the following order. For the no calculator section, you should first answer questions 1 through 10, which are most of the multiple choice questions. Then, you should move on to questions 16 through 20. Which are all of the grid in questions. Finally, you should finish the section with questions 11 through 15, which are the rest of the multiple choice questions. For the calculator section, you should begin with questions 1 through 20, which are, again, most of the multiple choice questions. You should then move on to questions 31 through 38, which are all of the grid in questions. To finally finish the section, you should answer questions 21 through 30, which are the rest of the multiple choice questions. So, what is the reasoning behind ordering the questions in this way? The idea here is that it ensures that all of the grid in questions are completed. Why is this important? Well, it is basically impossible to guess on the grid in questions, as they are completely open ended. With the multiple choice questions, you have a 25% chance of picking the correct answer on questions answered randomly. So, it makes sense that if you are going to run out of time, you should finish the grid in questions first, as they do not provide you the additional probabilistic advantage of guessing the correct answer like the multiple choice questions do. Another advantage to this manner of ordering. Is that if you are going to run out of time, the multiple choice questions left undone would theoretically be the hardest multiple choice questions for the section, 
as you would have already finished the easier multiple choice questions before moving on to complete the grid-in questions. Here are a few last general test format tips for the math section of the SAT that apply to the other sections of the test as well. First, do not forget to fill in an answer for every question of the multiple choice sections. Remember, there is no guessing penalty on the SAT, so it is only in your benefit to fill in an answer for every multiple choice question, even if this means you have to randomly guess on a few of them. Also keep in mind that the probability that you will choose the correct answer for a question increases each time that you are able to eliminate answer choices that you can confidently say are incorrect. So, if time allows, be sure to eliminate answer choices that you know to be false in order to give yourself the best advantage of choosing the correct answer for each question, as even choosing between two answer choices is more advantageous than choosing between four. This brings us to the end of our review of test format strategies for the math section of the SAT, as well as for the SAT as a whole. We reviewed a lot of information this week, so again, do not hesitate at all to go back and listen once more to any episode that you need to from this week at any point in your test preparation journey. In fact, I would encourage you to do this for any topic that we have covered together as a team thus far. I want to remind you that you are not alone in this journey. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, email the SAT FlashGo team at satflashgo at gmail.com. We are here to support you every step of the way. With that said, I hope you all have a phenomenal weekend. Join Danny next week to review big picture versus main purpose questions for the reading section. Keep up the great work. See you soon. This episode of the SAT Flash Go podcast is powered by Ivy Experience, an educational company. Ivy Experience provides students SAT and ACT test preparation, college application and essay coaching, academic advising, and more. Ivy Experience helps students succeed in a world where college admissions are more competitive than ever. Please check out ivyexperience.com to learn more about this great service. Now guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode for today on the SAT Flash Go podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you.